This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Welcome to Tag Your It season in the NFL. I guess that day wasn't going to get pushed back. We'll still see what the cap actually is, but teams using the cap, uh, the tag, excuse me, and that includes your Jacksonville Jaguars. Tagging Cam Robinson, the left tackle. They see him as a part of the future of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you see him that way? Plus, a little love for Andrew Norwell from head coach Urban Meyer. Does that make the conversation of yesterday, the report of potential pay cut, potential trade, null and void? Where does he stand on that? What does he think about his offense, wide receiver room, tight end room? What does he think about Trevor Lawrence? Can they get him a playbook? Uh, what does he think about Josh Allen and others? Candid conversation with the media today from Urban Meyer, and I thought he was pretty insightful. We'll get to that part of it. It's Players' Championship Week. We continue our tour of local golf courses. We'll end up at TPC Sawgrass with the show later in the week. Uh, we are now at St. John's Golf and Country Club today after being at Southampton yesterday and uh, continuing to promote, by the way, golf in the area and also our Dream 18 card, which you can get at a discounted rate, 25% off this week only on ESPN690.com. They just built a brand-new extension to the clubhouse, redid the clubhouse here at St. John's Golf and Country Club. Back patio is fantastic. I even have myself a fire pit out here, Austin Lane. How you doing on Flex. this Tuesday? Flex, uh, I'm doing good, man. You know, just uh, keeping it down here in the studio, Kuz and I, but we're doing great. Uh, good. Uh, good to hear it. And uh, we got a beautiful day. I was out at the Players' Championship. It was gorgeous. A little cool, like a chilly wind. A breeze, not a wind. More of a breeze, but a little chill in the air, but still like the hot sun. It was really a nice complimentary day out there, and it's actually kind of hot out here. Less wind as you come inland. Uh, but the Players' Championship, uh, the week is really underway. It used to be kind of Sunday you could almost feel the buzz. Well, then they didn't allow fans out there on Monday anymore, and I feel like the tournament really gets going today. It feels like a Tuesday through Sunday tournament. We'll have Tyler McCumber on a little bit later. He's playing in his first Players' Championship, hometown local guy. His dad won the Players' Championship some 30-plus years ago. We'll have Jared Rice on as well as they celebrate the military today. I tried to capture the flyover for CBS 47 at noontime, right off the top of the show Austin, and I immediately fired myself as a videographer. Uh-oh. I did a horrific job. Uh-oh. We, uh, we tried to watch it here at the, the studio. and uh, I, How I bad was it? Cause... We, we didn't see it at all. So there's a bunch, just a bunch of people sitting in the parking lot disappointed. <laughs> oh, oh, you weren't watching my video, though. Oh, well, no, but also probably disappointed in that, too. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's the thing. So I would take a little inside baseball, a little inside TV. First of all, I do not... Um, Say that I'm a great videographer. We call them togs, okay? That's what we call them in the sports office. See, Stuart Weber's very good. Marcel Robinson, very good. Sure. The guys that, that do that for a living, they're good. Now, Stuart talks on TV, does a lot of different things. Uh, he can follow like a golf ball and a baseball, which I think are the two of the hardest sports. Uh, hockey's very difficult, too. Uh, but to, to shoot that sport is very hard, and he does an excellent job of it. Marcel's been doing it for a while. He's got an eye for it. He does a lot of the... Uh, he likes to capture images, too, with the, the digital camera and just the snapshots, if you will. And he does a great job with that. You've probably seen him on social media. I can do it. Like, okay, I can shoot a high school football game. I shoot the kids' games, high school baseball and softball. I can do it. It's adequate. Uh, it's not terrific. <laughs> and But today, I was like, okay, I'll pull this off. They need a little bit of help. I'll go help you and, and be at the top of the noon 
and you get to fly over live. And so I'm getting this thing, and I'm like, well, I'm too close to the to the to the uh, to the jets on the flyover, and you can't really tell where we're at. So I want to try to capture that they're coming right down the 17th, 18th hole. So I widen out a little bit, zoom out a little bit, and try to get these. Well, they went right over my head, man. And if you can take, you know, you know how big the camera is that we have. Sure. And, and you take that on a on a tripod and you try to go right over your own head with it. Yeah, it's problem. so much more difficult. Than, I should have just shot the damn thing on the phone. Like yeah. it would have come out so much better just on my phone. But I can't. I, I couldn't do that live. But uh, the phone is just so much easier. That's the moral of the story. I'm a good phone shooter. I'm not really a good videographer when it comes to flyovers anymore. I've retired. And I'm a flyover junkie too. So Me what, too. What um what kind of planes are you talking about here? What kind of jets were they rocking oh, come today? On now let's go. Well, I mean I I mean you're asking too much of me now. I, oh hold I, on, I can blow it up. Well, I asked you what kind of jets were during during the flyover. That's too much for you. Yeah, listen, I was concentrating on trying to white balance at that time, man. I don't know what kind of jets were up there. Coos, you got me, man. Hey, action, four, well, action wait, wait, sports wait, wait, jacks, Justin Cousard, I guess. What's they up, were dude? four F-15 Eagles. Like that. Yeah, exactly what I thought. I just didn't I, want to be wrong. I like that a lot. F-15s, you say, Coos? Let me get a picture of these bad boys oh, real yeah. quick here. From the, I think uh, it was the 125th uh, squadron. Is lighter, that yeah. See, there lighter we go. Wing. There yep, we yep, see, yep. Yep. So, you got you it. Know. Listen, I got a good memory after reading a press release. Ah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, anyway, cool day over there. You know, remember, military, Kuz, you've been out there a bunch for this day where they have the concerts. And obviously they're not doing that this year. So uh, they're doing a, a military campaign. They're matching dollars all day long. We'll have more information on that well, along the way. But they're still celebrating the military, Military Appreciation Day here on Tuesday at the Players. Yeah, we were trying to get the chain smokers on the show last can year, you, I remember. Can you believe that a year ago today... We were sitting at the players, and they were having a rager with uh, yeah. with the <laughs> well, Chainsmokers. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I can't believe that was a year ago already, but I can't believe that Chainsmokers were there in the first place. Well, Still yeah. blows my mind. That whole thing was awesome, but yeah. like it's so un- – like the thought of it. Now I'm like, oh, my gosh, we did that like two days – not even, like a day before everything shut down. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, pretty wild a year later, and that's that's really was the theme today about a one-year anniversary of when everything shut down at the Players' Championship. Jay Monahan talked. We'll get into that a little bit. We'll talk more about the Players' Championship. But we're actually here at St. John's Golf and Country Club. Like I said, we'll be out at the Players' Championship uh, Thursday and Friday especially. Maybe even tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna, well, we'll be out there either way. I was out there today. But I think we might take the show across the street to Sawgrass Country Club tomorrow because uh, Paul and Michelle Tesori are putting on their event. So we'll see. Uh, we're just trying to hit some different spots because, quite frankly, we can't move around the course as much at TPC Sawgrass anyway the way we normally do, Austin. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to move around the area instead and celebrate local golf a uh, the way during this big week of the Players Championship, but we always talk football. We'll get to some more golf a little bit later on. It was a big day for yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars. A big day around the NFL really started last night with Dak Prescott. Let's like rapid fire before we get too in depth on some of these conversations. Go back to Dak real quick before we get to Cam Robinson. You said it about ten minutes before we heard it, yeah. and that was well. I expect to get a deal done, not a franchise tag. He got it done, man. He got it in a big way. He did. You know, I mean, from Jerry Jones's perspective, it definitely makes sense. The last thing you want to do is franchise tag that guy, pay him, you know, over $30 million for a lease. When you spend that much money on somebody, I think you want to see it long term. So, um, I, you know, I think it was all but going to happen eventually. Uh, they, they finally got it done. Uh, d- despite what you think about it, you know, and where he ranks in, t- in terms of the highest paid quarterbacks, 
to me, it's what he brings to the team as a leader, um, kind of the story that comes along with him being, you know, that, that late round pick or whatever, like the later round of picks and then replaces Tony Romo and is kind of the guy ever since. Um, it's a deal that had to get done. I think if you're the Dallas Cowboys now, you can kind of wash your hands of it. Obviously, there's still some other things that, you know, there's questions with Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, is he going to be around still? But Dak Prescott, the quarterback position, most important position in sports, they got it taken care of as they should have. Make sure you ring that bell for uh, our Mississippi State friends. Yeah, there you yeah. go right there. Uh, because that's a big one for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, listen, the, the numbers at quarterback salaries keep going up and up. I thought I, I read something interesting. I think it was just a tweet. I don't know if this was a guess or if this is real. But I, I, I think the logic plays into it. Does Jerry Jones know something more about the TV deal that's about to be announced by the NFL with all the networks? And is it going to be such a big deal? that even if it's not this year, the upcoming years, the salary cap is just going to go higher and higher and higher in a big-time way, that $40 million for your quarterback might even be a bargain. Um, that's not a bad call. You know, I think, like, listen, despite what you think about Jerry Jones, the football savvy owner, um, I think Jerry Jones, the businessman, knows what he's doing for the most part, especially when it comes to the game of football. So does he have a little foresight? Very well could possibly be, you know, and, and we can only assume right now that even with COVID-19, the stock of the NFL is only going to boom. It's only, it's only going to rise. So you can expect this new contract coming through for the NFL to be monumental. And if it's monumental, salary caps go up, players get more money. So I could definitely envision that from Jerry Jones. One last one on the DAC front. Then I'm going to get to all the tags today and including the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll go more in depth, of course, on Cam Robinson. But the, the Jerry Jones ends up... St- uh, big deals for Amari Cooper after he traded, and he had to do that deal. Ezekiel Elliott basically had to do that deal, and now you'll wonder if he's even their lead back at sometimes after last season. And now Dak Prescott. Will he regret, does he already regret one of those deals, two of those deals? Will he regret all three of these deals? Uh, when it looks like the big three he could keep together for a long time, he goes, add C.D. Lamb. He's kind of missed the window a little bit with that offensive line that was so good for a few years in the NFL. Now it's not as good. Will he regret these three major contracts? One of them, two of them? Where do you stand on it? You know, I think with Ezekiel Elliott, he could definitely regret that because, like you just said, I mean, there there was a time this season where Elliott wasn't even the starting back. Now, whether there was injuries uh, or behind-the-scenes stuff, that doesn't really matter. When you're, you're one of the highest-paid backs in the NFL, you're expected to play like it. Um, so I would say that the Elliott one, we'll see what happens this year. But at the same time, I mean, he was kind of pot-committed to Ezekiel Elliott. Anytime you take a guy in the top five at the running back position, uh, usually you got to pay him, right? And it wasn't like he was... You know, those first couple of years he was doing bad for them. I mean, he was, a, I think, the rushing champion one of those years. So rightfully you paid him because you're pot committed to him. But now in retrospect, looking back on it, hindsight's twenty twenty. He may be regretting that a little bit after last year and he kind of uh, kind of had a little bit of a downfall, let's just say. Yeah, I don't think you can blame him for the quarterback thing. But now you start to look. We'll see Amari Cooper. It's too early in that deal. It's a long deal. I think it's a lot of money for Amari Cooper. Uh, you almost wonder if CeeDee Lamb's going to be the better guy. Uh, which is good drafting if you can make that happen. And I think Ezekiel Elliott, they already regret. Uh, I think they were, I don't think he wanted to do it. I think his gut said no, but you kind of had to. Sometimes you just have to do it. And he did it, and I think they're, they're not going to like that one in the long run. Cam Robinson gets tagged by the Jags. Surprised at all? I'm really not surprised at all because of what I thought about Orlando Brown. I think that it's going to cost you a King's ransom to get him. 
I think Baltimore has the the complete advantage right now um, if they want to deal him or not. I think that it would be foolish of Baltimore to to trade him away only for like a first round pick. I think it's going to cost a lot more just because they're a power running team and, and they rely on running the ball and Orlando Brown can help them on the right side of the line. I think that when you look at the market of left tackle right now, it is minimal. Um, you know, Cam Robinson last year did a lot better than 2019, so he's progressing a little bit. And obviously, he has his old, old offensive line coach there to have his back, so Urban Meyer has a good feel for what Cam Robinson brings to the table. So when you add all those things together, I'm really not surprised whatsoever. Well, the other, I'm going to get into Cam Robinson a little bit more, and I'm going to tell you in a little bit why this tag for Cam Robinson might actually be one the player doesn't mind. Uh, that's my view on it. I want to get your view on it because I know how you feel and I know how players feel about getting tagged. Speaking of, Allen Robinson, former Jag, a guy we made a pitch to, a guy we coveted around here, a guy that fans kind of wanted to bring in in free agency. Not happening. Chicago says, we're keeping you. I don't know if he's going to be happy about that tag. Probably a good move by Chicago, but that eliminates Allen Robinson from the free agent field. Yeah, I mean, you feel for Allen Robinson because... This guy has done everything right, you know, and, and, and you know how I feel about the franchise tag. I've spoken on it many times before, and when you have guys in Allen Robinson's case, that's where it drives me absolutely crazy because Allen Robinson deserves to get paid. Yeah. He deserves a long-term contract, whether it's in Jacksonville or someplace else. And essentially the Bears, and it's not a knock on the Bears. They're exercising the rules. They're they're following it by the book, so be it. But you just kind of feel for Allen Robinson a little bit. Like, Listen, he's getting paid this year. He's going to make a good amount of money. But at the end of the day, that long-term contract means everything. And the fact that he's played, you know, with quarterbacks who, you know, have been average at very best and he's still been able to to produce he deserves to get paid, but maybe he'll be waiting another year unless they, you know, obviously work out a contract this year for him. Tag Your It segment continues here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. It's tag day in the NFL. And another receiver off the board, Chris Godwin. I wasn't heavy on Chris Godwin. You were. Uh, does it disappoint you that he got tagged? Yeah, I'm, I'm very disappointed. He was my favorite wide receiver, with all due respect to Allen Robinson, but that was the guy I wanted the Jaguars to get. Uh, Chris Godwin can take the top off. He can play in the slot. There's so many things that he does well, uh, and he's very young, to say the least. And I think if you analyze this offense right now, what it's missing is that home run threat. And Chris Godwin could have been that home run threat. I'm a little surprised that Tampa Bay uh, did franchise tag him. I thought they would kind of lean more towards the defense with like a Shaq Barrett or somebody because I, I figured they would re-sign uh, Antonio Brown to a cheap deal and let Chris Godwin walk. But I guess uh, it goes to show you that they weren't lying at the victory parade when they said they're bringing Chris Godwin back. I was going to say, they're, they're men of their word at the, at the very least, right? Re, regardless of how many shots of uh, tequila you take, they're still <laughs> men of their words. <laughs> That's right. Shout out to Arians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Levante David and Shaq Barrett now most likely become free agents. I, I don't think they're going to be able to keep those guys. We'll see what happens. Uh, Shaq Barrett could be somebody the Jags are interested in, although I say buyer beware on that one. I can see the logic in also trying to bring him over, especially with a guy like Bud Dupree who wasn't tagged and... Bud Dupree coming off the the uh, injury, uh, maybe Shaq Barrett even makes more sense in that regard. Uh, two other guys that got tagged I just want to bring up. Here's I said this back in, oh shoot, probably December. I said if I could pick two guys to help the defense of the Jacksonville Jaguars go from one of the worst in the NFL, if not the worst in the NFL, to immediately average to above average. 
I would sign two guys and make two moves in free agency, and then I'd let the other chips fall where they may. Yeah. And I would take Leonard Williams from the Giants and sign him to a big deal and put him up front, and then my, my defensive front just got that much better. Yeah. And I would take Justin Simmons and put him in the back end, and I think my secondary gets that much better, and I already like my linebackers. I think it could have changed the Jags' defense overnight by signing those two guys. Mm-hmm. They both got tagged, and that's part of the game, by the way. And This isn't like, sour. oh, I can't believe they got tagged. No, it's just part of it. If they had been available, I would have loved to see the Jags chase both in free agency. doesn't work out that way. Uh, and really not a huge surprise that the Giants want to keep Leonard Williams. And really not a huge surprise that Denver tagged Simmons. No, without a doubt. You know, I, th- I think, I mean, at least from my perspective, I was definitely holding out hope for Leonard Williams because I think New York right now, there is a little... Uh, you know, there's a little cap problems now. They let go of Golden Tate, so that kind of freed some stuff up a little bit. But they are tight to being over the cap if they're not over the cap already. So Leonard Williams was a guy who you heard rumor they're going to tag him, no problem. I was still a little optimistic because if you tag him, then you got to give him a contract, right? Like because oh, once yeah. again, like you're not going to lease a guy for that much money for one year and not give him a contract. So I'm interested to see what the Giants move around in order to sign him. Like I said, I think some things have to happen to fall in place for him to sign a new deal, but they have some time, so we'll see. But yeah, I mean, when you talk about Leonard Williams, by far the best defensive tackle in free agency, and then Justin Simmons, in my opinion, the best safety in free agency, they both get tagged, and those are two shots to the Jaguars that obviously that you want to see them get. Unfortunately, they're not going to have a chance now. Well, and, and again, the, the reason for that, in my view, was you would instantly... Uh, go get a stud on that defensive front where you have Devon Hamilton and you might like Devon Hamilton, but you don't know too much yet. You would already have your linebackers. Let's just assume they're playing 3-4, and I'll put Allen and Chase on out there too. But Miles Jack, and, and you've invested in Joe Schobert. I mean, you feel good about that in the middle. And then the secondary, I think you like some of your secondary pieces. We'll see what happens with C.J. Henderson. They need to add more. But if you pair C.J. Henderson, a top 10 pick, with a guy like Simmons, who right now might be the best free safety in the NFL, uh, definitely the best one out there, I just think it would have changed it overnight. So now the Jags need plan B. Well, I need a plan B. <laughs> no, you better <laughs> you believe go? it. And, and do you need to go target those areas? I'm not even going to throw names at you right now. we got a whole week for free agency. I'm going to eliminate those guys, but you definitely have defensive front and secondary help that Jags could target, right? No, without a doubt. Uh, a guy that stands out to me that I uh, I tweeted out, but it was more of a cryptic tweet that nobody seemed to pick up on because nobody's into the, uh, to the music group Jodeci, but Delvin Tomlinson is a guy from New York that the Jaguars should take a look at. And we're going to get into the Urban Meyer you know, press conference here in a little bit, but he had some very telling things to say. He was essentially an open book, gave you a peek behind the curtain, and one of the biggest things that I gathered from the, the Urban Meyer press today is the fact that he's going to let the coaches decide who's in those rooms or not. Right, so when we talk about interior defensive line, and when we talk about who's running, who's calling the shots on defense, well, obviously uh, one of those guys is Joe Cohen, defensive coordinator, and a guy who I've obviously played with before. I understand that getting to the quarterback is going to be a premium this year because you didn't see it a lot from the Jaguars last year. But I also think there's going to be a new premium, and we heard this last year a little bit, but we didn't see it in stopping the run. Joe Cohen takes great pride uh, in winning the trenches and stopping the run. So when you have a guy like Dalvin 
Tomlinson out there right now, who is also in New York, who's going to be a free agent, and kind of gets lost in the sauce because you have a guy by the name of Leonard Williams who's getting all the attention. But when you have a guy in Tomlinson who is fantastic against the run, he's okay in the pass, but he's going to give you that guy to kind of shut down Derrick Henry a little bit, clog some holes, especially if you plan on playing a 3-4 defense. That's a guy if I'm Jacksonville. If I'm Joe Cullen, that's the guy I take a look at and see how much it's going to talk, cost to bring him to Jacksonville. Well, by the way, like you're not alone there. Like That is this prevailing opinion with Jags Twitter and people talking. It's like, oh, I didn't want Leonard Williams anyway. I, Tomlinson's a better get. Now, I'm not saying <laughs> well, he's no. a better player, but he's <laughs> yeah. a better get. It's a more uh, sensible play. I don't buy that, just for the record, okay? I think Leonard Williams is a good player. I really like the way Leonard Williams was headed. I think Leonard Williams is a better player than Tomlinson. And I'm not going to sit here to know every snap that he, he played. But I think if they are able to land a guy like that, a run stuffer that makes sense, keep in mind, Austin, they have been embarrassingly bad against the run the last two years. Like, embarrassingly bad by NFL standards. Without a doubt. And uh, listen, I don't know the guy's personality off the top of my head. I haven't seen a lot of interviews with him. But what I've seen on the field, his ability to stop the run, I know Joe and Col- Joe Cole will be into that, especially when you're playing against Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, David Johnson, two times every single year. Hey, it's a big golf week here in the Jacksonville area, but we keep talking football. Urban Meyer talked to the media. What he had to say about Cam Robinson, Andrew Norwell, what it means and why I think Cam Robinson might like the tag this time around. A lot of Jags talk on the way, a lot of football as well. We do continue to celebrate golf in the area. We're live at St. John's Golf and Country Club. Come on out, say hello, visit us on the back patio, play nine tonight. It's a beautiful day in FLA. We're live on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. But man, when you hit, what is that button you used to hit, like the X button to, to accelerate? Austin Lane. I haven't played Madden in like 10 years. Sorry, uh, to, sorry to let you down there. Uh, that was a major letdown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Uh, we are heading in that direction. Uh, Cam, George wore up. He was very strong about his future and the development. We realized that uh, he he has a great future. His ceiling is very high. I've studied him very much. I've spent some time with him. We feel the way this free agency, free agency is moving is that left tackle position, as always, but even more now this year from hearing from the guys that have been in the NFL. This is a tough year for that left tackle position. And we feel just what's out there with coaching, culture, and development, Cam, Cam has a lot of talent. Well, that is Urban Meyer talking about Cam Robinson. He gets a franchise tag. Jags will keep him for about $13.5 million in 2021. And to be honest with you, folks, I absolutely love it. I think it's a good move by the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'll tell you why in just a moment. Brent Morton, live at St. John's Golf and Country Club. We celebrate local golf during Players Week. Yeah, we'll be out at DBC Sawgrass for a bunch of it, but we're hitting some of the local scene as well. want to continue to tell you, you can get a discount on already discounted golf, ESPN690.com, the place to go this week only, 25% off the Dream 18 card. Help yourself out with discounts, support local golf courses, local businesses, and raise some money for charities along the way. Go check it out, espn 690 dot com you won't be disappointed that you did let's talk some football austin lane and let's talk more cam robinson here's the deal i love what the jags did because i don't know yet on cam robinson and i'm glad they didn't give up on him i like cam i think he's a good player 
I haven't seen greatness out of him, and I know you want greatness at the left tackle. I think Urban Meyer hit on it. In the draft, there's not a lot there to go get. If you wanted to go get Trent Williams, that's an aging player, an expensive one. If you want to go get Orlando Brown, I love the idea of it. I'd be all on it, but it takes a lot, and there's no guarantees. This way, you keep a guy, you keep continuity, a guy that might have his best football ahead. And if it works out and he plays well, you can sign him to a big deal and now you got your guy and you've had Cam Robinson for a decade in Jacksonville. It sure feels like what Urban Meyer said, that's what they're thinking too. This The, the stock is up inside yeah. Jags headquarters on Cam Robinson. Yeah, now make no mistake about it, it is the safe play. Right, like I think if we're gonna rank Trent Williams versus Cam Robinson right now, you'd take Trent Williams all day. Now with Trent Williams comes a new contract, he comes with the age, but Trent Williams definitely has the the track record and the resume to get you excited, especially when you're bringing a rookie quarterback here um, in Trevor Lawrence. But at the same time, you have to ask yourself. I understand Urban Meyer is coming in, and I understand that you're gonna add these facilities and make things great and everything. But do we even know that Trent Williams is interested in coming to Jacksonville? Okay, because the guy's made a lot of money, and I'm not sure, like, on the list of his priorities where a Super Bowl stands, you know, where going to the playoffs, winning division title stands, and stuff like that. But if those are some of his goals, then maybe Jacksonville wouldn't be the fit for him anyways, regardless of how much money you offer him. So while Trent Williams, in my opinion, you know how I feel about Trent Williams, while he would be great to have in Jacksonville, and maybe they still try to pursue him, who knows? But it's definitely a big question mark, and it's a big risk. And Cam Robinson is kind of the sure thing. So I'm not mad at signing him with that, uh, you know, with that franchise tag. You know, here's the deal. We talk about franchise tag. Players don't like it. I get why. We have this discussion a lot, and and you lean on that side too. And I, it, honestly, I do too. I get it. I get why they don't. Uh, but they also negotiated it in the CBA, so it's a little bit on the players. I think Cam Robinson, Austin, might like this one. He has not played his best football. If he had hit the free agent market tomorrow, I don't know how big the free agency market would be for him. I think teams would be interested. I think he'd get paid, but I don't know if he'd get paid handsomely. Like, I thought the Jags could even work out a two-year, three-year moderate deal with Cam because we just haven't seen enough. If he plays well in 2021, well, he's got a chance to really hit the bank, man. Without a doubt. I mean, you know, we said it last year, like last year was going to be the, the make it or break it year, right, where he can make a lot of money for himself. Now, like I said, he improved off his 2019 campaign, um, played okay. You know, I would say actually played pretty well, uh, all things considered. Well, now he has another shot to make a lot of money um, from a very coveted spot in the offensive line where if he comes out and he balls out and the Jaguars don't sign him to a new deal, well, then you're talking about in 2000 and, you know, at the end of 2021 or whatever, 2020. Uh, you've been making a lot of money for yourself. Yeah, I think uh, it could be a really good thing for Cam Robinson. I think it's been a good thing for guys like Dak, right? For Kirk Cousins. You know, some guys do win on the tag. I know it doesn't feel right at the time, but some guys do win on the tag, Austin. Some guys do, guys that can stay healthy, uh, and, yeah. and guys and that produce. are lucky. Yeah, well, yeah, well, and obviously produce as well. Um, but there's definitely some luck that comes with it because you know, uh, and I'll, I'll knock on the most wood that I can, but you know, a knee injury, uh, a, a serious shoulder injury, it's always one play away. So that's why you know, usually a long-term contract uh, is appreciated, and it's what you, you search for. But at the same time, if you get a franchise tag, make a you know, make a, some good money at left tackle and so be it. Hey, I, I, let's stay on the offensive line because maybe the most stunning thing 
about today's news conference with Urban Meyer was not that they were going to tag Cam Robinson. Of course, that had come out anyway by report about an hour earlier. But it was instead that kind of the love professed by Urban Meyer toward Andrew Norwell. On the heels of just 24 hours ago, we see a report from Albert Breer saying, hey, could be a trade, could be a pay cut, could be a this, could be a that. And and that doesn't, by the way, and I think we tried to frame this yesterday the right way, but that doesn't mean they don't like a guy, okay? That means they feel like from a business standpoint it might be better off to trim a few million bucks or, or whatever it might be. But, wow, was Urban Meyer strong on Andrew Norwell today? I mean, one of his favorite players, he called him, said, we want him. He, he, he professed his affinity for the interior once again and included Andrew Norwell's name. Mm-hmm. My goodness, after today's news conference with Urban Meyer, I don't know if there's a pay cut coming, but I sure as heck don't think there's a trade coming with Andrew Norwell. Uh, you never know. Um See, to me, it's a little awkward because you sit there and say how much you appreciate the guy. You know, you, you've coached him, one of your favorite players. But then at the same time, you're asking him, hey, I got to take a, a couple million dollars away from you in your contract. You know, like that's it's always an awkward conversation. Now, once again, I don't know the details specifically of what they're asking Andrew Norwell to do. If they're asking him to restructure his contract and front load it, that's different. If they're asking him to take a pay cut, well, then obviously that kind of shows you how they feel about you. Now, regardless of of what kind of chemistry, what kind of relationship they have, I'm not sure. All I know is that if someone's trying to take away a couple million dollars of my paycheck that I signed the contract for, I'm probably not going to be the happiest of campers. Well, I just do think we have to be and, – and I'm not – listen, these guys are good. The national guys are good. And I'm not – Albert Greer's been all over a lot of this stuff. So I'm not saying he's wrong. But I do think we have to be a little bit careful to take every report as gospel. And this was a report. And so it, it just on the heels of that 24 hours later, maybe this was a little bit of a sell job to Andrew Norwell. Say, hey, I still love you. You know, but we might have to do some things with the numbers, but we want you. But, wow, I just thought the it was almost over the top, like on the heels of that yesterday. So there's no hesitation. And I think Urban Meyer has been pretty candid so far. It feels like he's been very transparent. I... I don't think there's any movement there with Andrew Norwell. I think the Jags want to do exactly what we kind of thought they wanted to do, Austin, when he kept Tim Warhop. I think Urban Meyer likes his offensive line. Yeah. I think Urban Meyer knows the offensive line is a bit of a strength of the football team right now, and a lot of teams around the NFL would take it. I think Urban Meyer knows the importance of that because of Trevor Lawrence. And I think the offensive line is going to look what the offensive line has looked like. And I also will say this, talking to Cam, about Cam Robinson and also Jawan Taylor, he thinks those guys are talented and good. He just doesn't think they've seen their best football yet. So this offensive line, to me, is staying intact. They'll figure out the Andrew Norwell stuff. No, they absolutely should. And, you know, whether or not you believe in Albert Breer and everything that he's saying, I mean, I will say this, though, and then I say this all the time. Usually when stories or speculations like that come out where there's smoke, there's fire. Now, if there's some smoke, well, then to me it's kind of telling because of all years – that you're going to come in and say you got to take a pay cut. This is like to me the you know the one year we don't have to do that because you yeah. have so much money already in uh you know in the salary cap like you can spend as much money as you essentially want to. So it's very peculiar that they're asking supposedly once again we should say uh, according to Albert Breer they're asking Andrew 
Norwell would take a pay cut. I, I just I don't know how I feel about it. And from from Andrew Norwell's perspective, like maybe maybe he does take a home team discount. Maybe he does respect Urban Meyer so much where it's like, all right, if it, if it means helping the team, then I'll sacrifice a couple million dollars. I just think that most guys in that locker room, or at least most guys that I played with, when you ask him to take a pay cut and you don't front load it, uh, you're not going to be received with the best of, uh, of vibes, let's just say. Yeah, what's interesting, too, I just want to, I just think this dynamic is wild, okay? And, and you're right, Austin. Who knows what does happen? Maybe this was a little bit of a public sell job. He does like Norwell, but still the finances could get in the way. A lot of things could still happen. But if you really go back to the last 36 hours on this story, Albert Breer, Sports Illustrated, tweets it or has it in his report, and it starts spreading around and even interested, maybe trade if it doesn't work out in terms of a pay cut. Everybody talks about it all day yesterday. This morning, uh, it's Joe Tooney, right? It's I think the H is silent there on uh, the, the Patriots guard. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to bring him back, it doesn't look like. So he's 28 years old, talented. And now everybody's speculating, well, if Andrew Norwell does go away, the Jags have the money maybe to get this guy, and maybe this makes more sense, and it's a better fit. And then you get to noontime, and Urban Meyer starts saying, hey, Andrew Norwell's one of my favorite players of all time. No surprise that he got a big deal. Great locker room guy. Great football guy. He's part of this interior of the offensive line that's very good. It was a wild, like, 24 to 36 hours on an Andrew Norwell front. No, without a doubt. Um yeah, I mean, I feel like we're talking about Andrew Norwell more than we've talked about him essentially the entire last season. Maybe that's not Which a bad a thing, thing. <laughs> but yeah, exactly, because we're not mentioning the guard position at all. I'm going to stay locked into it, and we'll see. Once again, I, I think that when you threaten to take players' money away, that can be an issue. Um, but, I mean, you know, according to Urban Meyer, and he has really no reason to lie about it, uh, he was very complimentary of, of Andrew Norwell, and I think that we've talked about this before. The whole point of an offensive line is try to keep them together and and make them gel. And if you can keep those pieces in place without the, you know, unless you want to upgrade some position, uh, what you can with Tooney possibly, I say you keep them intact. Well, Andrew Norwell, Cam Robinson seem to get a vote of approval today. The franchise tag for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And by the way, they get their left tackle on a very reasonable deal. That thirteen to fourteen million dollars, super reasonable for a guy who might be your franchise left tackle. I like the move a lot. I think the Jags did okay with that move. I like the confidence in their offensive line. That's good for Trevor Lawrence. We'll get into Trevor Lawrence in a bit. What did Urban Myers say about him? Plus, coming up next, why I think the Jaguars were never going to chase Allen Robinson based on what Urban Meyer said today. We'll get into it. We're live at St. John's Golf and Country Club. It's Players Championship Week. Our players coverage by the week, all the rest of the week, will be brought to you by Talon Wealth Management. We'll be right back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Offensively, we're, you know, I think we have some really good receivers. Uh, we're, we're not done with that room, however. If you've covered our teams over the years, I just, the need for speed, the, the big play opportunity was not with the Jaguars last year. And we're gonna, we're searching for the big play hit at the receiver position. The need for speed, always love that line. Urban Meyer just said it. And pretty thought provoking. 
and insight on his offense and especially the wide receivers. We get to it in a moment. Brett Martineau, back here live at St. John's Golf and Country Club, just right off 210 down here in St. John's County. Uh, really one of the great public courses, along with the one we were at yesterday, Southampton. And they just did a $2.5 million renovation to the clubhouse area and restaurant area here at St. John's Golf and Country Club. Just opened it up in the last few months, and it's beautiful. Out here on the patio, I've got my own fire pit, by the way. Got a bar out there off to the side. Got plenty of seating. And back behind me, if you know golf uh, and you know St. John's Golf and Country Club, you know the 18th hole green is right behind me, along with the sun. And uh, it's one of the most difficult holes in Jacksonville, especially if you're heading into the wind to finish off your round. Many rounds have been spoiled right here, Austin Lane, on the 18th hole at St. John's Golf and Country Club. I like that, man. I think that's where I got lost one year trying to find you. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. Might have been uh, we had we used to do on the Action Sports Jack Stream 18. We now do the charity golf tournament, and we announced that date yesterday. By the way, September 20th over there at Southampton, and we did. Uh, we had Fred Funk and gymnast Shannon Miller, uh, gold medalist okay. Shannon Miller. Okay, uh, they came out to the 18th hole. We had a blast with them. Fred Funk was at the doctor's. And he was running late, and he literally pulled right up to the tee box, like in his suburban. Flex. <laughs> like, Big flex. He didn't go to the parking lot or anything. He just showed up right there, yeah. and we shot him. It was great. Wow. <laughs> One of the uh, Dream 18 holes right here uh, was the 18th hole at St. John's Golf and Country Club. All right, let's get South Beach Gary in real quick, and then I want to talk more about receivers, but we won't keep South Beach uh, waiting anymore. What's up, man? Good afternoon, guys. Actually, Brian, I could see Joe Thune down there in South Beach reuniting with Brian Flores and myself. Uh, that could happen. <laughs> but uh, a couple things. Austin, you got to like the Dolphins just to take a flyer on Isaiah Wilson. I mean, they're not losing any draft capital, only on upside. Uh, giving up a seven, getting a seven back, so they're not really losing any draft capital. So uh, a chance that... Uh, you know, if he can stand straight and, narrow, straight and narrow, you know he's got a bunch of talent. Yeah, I mean, the guy got mad because the team didn't wish him happy birthday on Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> but best of luck to the Miami Dolphins. Well, they're not giving up anything. They're not going to lose anything. If it doesn't work out, they release them, I mean. No, for sure. I mean, listen, the, the, there's yeah, a reason why he costs what he costs. The Dolphins took a chance on him. If, it, if he plays well, you, you know what it's going to bring to the table. So, for sure. And uh, now, guys, do you see why I mentioned Schuster? He's the biggest name left yeah. Yeah. on the open market. That's There's a method to my madness, guys. I like it, South Beach Gary, and thanks for segueing right into where I want to go. Juju Smith-Schuster, I don't think he's a guy the Jags are going after. I don't think Allen Robinson, by the way, was ever going to be that much in play, given what Urban Meyer said today. And it's simply this. I don't think of Allen Robinson or Juju Smith-Schuster, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Austin, but I don't think of either one of those guys as take-off-the-top-speed guys. And essentially what Urban Meyer said today is we want speed, we need a game-breaker, and somebody to take off the top. Yeah, I mean, for sure, take off the top. I think Smith-Schuster does have some speed. I feel like you can run some jet sweeps and some of those things out of the slot with him. But as far as running those fly patterns, which I think Urban Meyer is really looking for, uh, that's what he did in college a lot. No, I don't think Smith-Schuster or uh, the, the other option, uh, Allen Robinson. Robinson, bring that to the table. Yeah, and so I, I wasn't that kind of revealing, though, when he said that? First of all, I, I love this. Uh, I, I like the move for Cam Robinson today, so I'm, I'm one for one with with Herbs and then uh, and Bulky and the rest. Then I really liked the fact that he said, "You know what? We like our receivers. 
but we're not satisfied at receiver. We can do more. We need to be better there. And that's exactly what I've been asking the Jaguars to do. You know, I think that's the lesson learned of the last decade. Don't get complacent. When you have Blake Bortles, and even if you like Blake Bortles and you think he's good, if you can go get a game-changing quarterback in Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, go do it. If you have a good receiver in DJ Chark, and you like what you have in LaVisca Chenault, Colin Johnson, maybe even Keelan Cole, but you have receivers out there that have different skill sets, or you can get better in that facet, Go do it. Don't say we're okay right here and say we need to go plug every hole. No, if you got the chance to get better and upgrade, that's what this league's all about, man. Upgrade as much as you can. Good is okay, but great is what you need. And I kind of get the sense that's what Urban's thinking when it comes to the receiver position. Without a doubt. And, you know, I think in terms of guys that can take the top off, those are a little more few and far between. I definitely wouldn't be opposed if Al Robinson was in Jacksonville paired up with DJ Chark. Uh, but, but I get it. I understand that they're looking for a dynamic playmaker. Um, you know, like you saw that with Urban when he was in Florida. You had Percy Harvin, and he had some pretty skilled receivers, to say the least, in Ohio State. So I understand what Urban's looking for. Now, whether or not he can find that, whether or not he can get that game record type of speed, that's a different story. Are we waiting like three, two, one for Steven to call in and ask about Curtis Samuel then? I mean, listen, Curtis Samuel very well could. I think of Curtis Samuel more of a guy that you're going to run the Percy Harvin type offense with, with those jet sweeps, um, you know, get him in the backfield a little bit, open things up. I think he does have speed to, to like, as far as the receiver skills p- concerned, like, do you put him at a two? Does he run the fly rat and, and then can you throw the ball? And maybe. But I consider Curtis Samuel a more of a guy we can run the gadgets with and stuff like that. Well, I'm not saying that's a bad thing whatsoever. If you can get that at a discount, by all means. But I'm not going to count Curtis Samuel as my overall two receiver in this offense. What about Galladay? Galladay is interesting because obviously there is some, you know, the some of the, these coaches have worked with Galladay before on the offensive side of the ball, so they know him. But I'll be honest, like if we're talking Galladay right now, you know, the injury history is there a little bit. It makes me a little nervous. I don't think he's really a game wrecker in terms of speed and taking off the top like Urban Meyer seems to want. But as far as a possession receiver, as far as a guy that's a big-bodied guy that can be a red zone threat, well, then, yeah, you take a look at him for sure. Well, we talked about this guy last week. You used to love him. I know the injuries are an issue, but yeah. Will Fuller, keep him in mind, he no. can fly. I'm all set. <laughs> I've been burned one too many times my fantasy team with Will Fuller. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. He can absolutely fly. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, live from St. John's Golf and Country Club. We talk more football. Oh, some Trevor Lawrence from Urban Meyer. Yeah, we got that. It's coming up.